I was scammed by a former friend and business colleague out of thousands of dollars for a fraudulent software for my business. And after I demanded a refund, he skated around the issue all the way up until practically denying me my money back. So I decided to get revenge. And as a result, I slowly started dismantling the lives of the people who scammed me out of my money. And I've never been happier to see them get put away behind bars. Here's what happened. I first want to start off by saying that all names in this story are fake. So this happened about nine years ago. I have an extremely beautiful niece by the name of Emma on my husband's side. She is a head turner. She's very approachable, humble, and very smart. She is also very shy and has trouble asserting herself and enforcing boundaries. Now, I used to know a guy by the name of Dean from my first marketing job. We worked in the same building. Most youngsters knew each other and grouped for lunch at the lobby cafe. He was a very cool guy. He was super funny, amendable, and likable. He was clear in his goal of becoming a business owner. Eventually, our small group kind of disbanded, and I moved on, slowly losing touch with my clique. Fast forward, and now I'm married and actively looking to expand our business. But who should I bump into while at a dentist appointment was Dean himself. We exchanged updates while in the waiting room. He now owned a small business services company. I looked into his website and decided to give his services a try. He became our regular supplier, and our working relationship brought him lots of referrals. So basically, we indirectly helped him build his business. So I had my niece Emma apply for a job at his company as he was actively looking for new workers. She was hired as an employee who would do a little bit of everything. The pay wasn't great, but she was only one course short of graduating and wanted to build her resume. For about a year, our work routine involved paying him good, steady money for extremely professionally done services. Stuff like payroll, accounting, expo representation, etc. Well, Dean eventually introduced us to Charlie. He had been complaining that his business was getting slower and slower, and Charlie was some sort of consultant to try and fix that. I use the term sort of because his actual scope wasn't clear. Charlie seemed like an okay guy. He was very formal and polite, with just the right balance between seriousness and smiles. We were invited to a business meeting so that Dean could discuss some stuff and hear out our input. This wasn't rare. Dean and I had been avid brainstorming partners, and our sessions helped each other back when we first met. And we had periodical discussions after we reconnected. But little did I know that all of this would fall apart so quickly, as some awful things were clearly brewing under the surface. Now, I wouldn't discuss my business with him for ethical reasons, but I didn't mind hearing him out and perhaps offering my opinion. Charlie and Dean presented a business opportunity, but my husband and I passed. At the end of dinner, everyone pitched in, but the tab was about $90 short. Charlie apologized for not having money on him and directly asked my husband to cover him. So we covered his portion because we felt we were put on the spot. I made up my mind that if the guy didn't pay us back, I would have Dean reimburse the expense. My husband and I left the restaurant and discussed the dinner surprise. We decided to drop it to avoid getting paranoid. We didn't really know this guy and Dean didn't seem bothered at all. Charlie paid us immediately, like at about 10 o'clock the next morning. He was contrite and very apologetic. Charlie eventually became a fixture at Dean's office and eventually Dean had a change in behavior. He seemed hungry and thirsty for fast money schemes and quick success. They would spend the day in meetings, talking mostly about every multi-level marketing scheme in the book. With Dean constantly out of his office, the quality of services dropped significantly. We had to chase him to deliver things on time. We needed to stress the importance of timelines, etc. Dean's office became sort of a meeting place for the corner cutters, the alpha male wannabes who are really hungry for success and they want to rub that success in everybody's face and call anyone 
who can't do what they do as incompetent. They were those kind of guys. Our frequent dinner meetings thinned out, and Charlie's true character began to surface. He would make awful jokes about women, he would make ethnic jokes, talking down to people, raising his voice. He even took a sip out of my niece's soda, and she was absolutely disgusted. So she just gave it to him and got a new one. My niece eventually became Dean's formal assistant, so she had to attend every meeting, sometimes until very late hours. I began to wonder if she was getting paid for the extra hours, but I could be wrong, and I didn't want to interfere. We declined every invitation if we knew that Charlie would be there. We signed up for only three yearly services and canceled on other services where customer service had declined, and it worked out. Then, we paid Dean $10,000 for installing our new platform with full control over our own use of technology. But three weeks passed by and we still couldn't use the platform. It didn't support multiple users as needed and we required someone from Dean's company to visit on a daily basis because we couldn't get it running. So eventually, we simply asked for our money back. Dean agreed and paid us $2,000 and promised the other $8,000 in installments. I asked for a personal meeting because I needed the whole thing solved. We had paid our money and no service was rendered. And now we had to wait just to get a full refund? Like, really? By then, Charlie had taken full control and was now running the show. Crucial employees randomly got fired. Charlie began yelling at everyone and made decisions with Dean never saying a word. And overall, my niece looked incredibly unhappy. Dean had her carry his suitcase and had her constantly serve Charlie some coffee. I did not appreciate the crude jokes that he directed towards her either. Dean did nothing, but I stood up for her. Charlie didn't like being challenged, so the atmosphere got very tense. Honestly, too many things just didn't add up. Charlie tried to paint himself as quite the 007 type of person. He was a former college professor, a former business owner, and a former marketing director. He spent months away from home and dramatically described one fateful New Year's Eve that he spent alone on a plane because he was extremely necessary for the company. So he became somewhat of a workaholic. And this was all the final straw that caused the end of his marriage. He was a fast talker, good with numbers, and knowledgeable. He claimed long motorcycle rides in exotic places such as Italy, but yet he had no car, was living at a friend's house, and showed limited proficiency. I pressed for my money, and Charlie went ballistic. He tried to put me in a corner and tried to intimidate me. He asked, are you a software expert? Are you? Because if you were, you wouldn't need our services. Answer my question or shut up. And stop talking because you don't know what you're doing. I answered that I wasn't an expert, and he just replied, then shut your stupid mouth. I got up and told him I'm no expert, but I'm a paying client. And I warned him to watch his mouth and that he would not get a second warning. My relationship with Dean was strained. He did not stand up for me, not as a friend, but as a client. I told Dean I would never again deal with Charlie on no uncertain terms. I canceled all accounting and payroll services immediately. I had zero trust. I then researched Charlie's background. None of his corporate experiences checked out. He had an extensive criminal record with gender violence, bank and wire fraud, securities fraud, patrimonial crimes, and a pending arrest warrant dated eight years prior. I forwarded all of this to Dean and he never replied. I urged my niece to leave her job, but she decided to end her semester and then get another job. But this was an awful idea. She said that Dean owed her overtime and leaving her job would almost guarantee she would never see that money. Dean eventually contacted me with a solution. He gave me some unconvincing apology and asked me to meet him and an excellent software company owner who could help out our situation. I insisted on getting my refund, but he promised he would cover the expense. I then addressed Charlie's criminal records and he said he didn't know 
know, but had confronted Charlie and had cut ties with him for good, which was a complete lie. Charlie claimed all had been solved and he was now on probation. So fast forward and I meet the lady that's supposed to help us out. Her name was Frances and she was hostile. She was standoffish and had a distinct superiority complex. She owned a yacht, multiple real estates, and had a presence across several states. I left when the meeting was over without an actual resolution. She hardly mentioned anything about software. Francis talked a big game on other topics. I researched her as well and found lots of questionable information. I asked Dean directly if she was in any way connected to Charlie. He offered a vague answer of saying, I don't know, it could be. But when I pressed for a yes or no answer, he said, I can't compromise the integrity of my success by indulging in your unfound assumptions. His business was drying up. He saw Francis as his savior. She engaged him to help her set up one of her big companies and would pay him $750,000 in total. She would also pay him two grand a week for six months just to do some company creation work. I had a software engineer to install our new system. Our initial intention was to get Dean's software up and running to avoid the additional cost of new installation. The engineer informed me that the software could not possibly run because it was a knockoff from an outdated system. He advised me to file a complaint for fraud. Now, I didn't want to get my niece involved. I just wanted her to get out of that place. By then, Dean was actively trying to insert himself in client's business. He made stupid decisions based on getting an undetermined percentage of what we achieve. But company shied away from him and his snake oil tactics. Some more research led me to the conclusion that Dean had inflated his company's capacity for specialty software. So he also inflated the price, took $2,000 for himself, and gave Charlie $8,000 to get whatever garbage they could sell me. This is exactly why I could not get my $8,000 back. Francis was the source of the software. I notified Dean that due to the nature of his relationship with a felon, we were canceling all remaining services. My niece got fired that afternoon, and Dean's excuse was her refusal to give Charlie a ride. Emma came to me and my husband. She was scared and very emotional. She explained that when I gave Dean my canceling notice, she was in the car and was about to get off and enter the office. Dean slammed the door so hard the car shook. She was so perplexed. It took her a few seconds to get out. So Dean opened the door and yelled, Get out! Move! The situation with Charlie was also escalating. Now Emma addressed this at work, but Dean's response was to say, Grow up! Toughen up! How do you expect to make it in this cutthroat world if you're gonna be so sensitive? Charlie's jokes eventually became more overtly explicit if you know what I mean. There was one incident months earlier where Charlie was drunk after yet another failed business meeting and Dean ordered Emma to drive Charlie home. Well, on the drive home, he tried to come at Emma in a way that was incredibly inappropriate during the ride. And I think you understand in the way that I'm referring to here. He claimed he couldn't remember and therefore it never happened. So this time, she refused to be Charlie's driver as well as a victim of Charlie and his awful behavior and demeanor. Dean then fired her after ranting about how Charlie was being targeted by losers and faithless know-it-alls. He got into a power trip and became verbally aggressive, calling her a Miss Goody Two-Shoes and reminding her that she had been able to eat the whole time she worked for him because he paid her out of pity. He emailed her that due to her insubordination, as well as her lack of honesty and malicious manipulation, her duties were terminated effective immediately. But my husband and I supported her. We paid a good lawyer because this was no longer just about money. I went straight to the restaurant where Dean and Charlie routinely held their meetings. I confronted Dean in front of his clients and warned Charlie that his luck had just ended. 
ended. The next time I would see him, he was absolutely going to pay. I became very attentive to detail. I researched all types of records and found that not only has Charlie jumped probation, but the arrest warrant was still in effect. The legal system had failed miserably at finding him. He had felonies in multiple states, and supposed time doing business overseas was actually jail time. Emma proved her case in court, and Dean had to pay $15,000 in owed salary and punitive damages, and had to pay some fines. I contacted as many of his former fired employees as possible via Facebook and encouraged them to sue him as well. And you know what? Three of them actually did, with one of them winning. I wanted him under legal and financial strain. He was ordered to refund my money plus legal costs, and the judge didn't accept his excuse that it's Charlie's fault. My contract was direct with Dean, not Charlie. He also had to pay for breach of confidentiality because Charlie wasn't his employee, nor a legally bound business partner. The court opened a new investigation over potential financial fraud, as well as identity theft and information theft, as Dean had access to clients' accounting and payroll information, with lots of data at his fingertips. A new order of apprehension was issued against Charlie, but he ran away. The judge ordered Dean's business to permanently close, and a forfeiture notice was issued. Now fast forward, and I saw on his Facebook business page an announcement that Dean had been invited as a guest lecturer in a nearby college. Funny, because Dean never actually finished college, and I knew this from the beginning. I contacted them and voiced my concern over an unqualified professor teaching at their institution. I leaked his lack of academic standing by trolling their propaganda. They ended up announcing a different professor for the course without further explanation. During that fall, a former co-worker called my niece to give her the news that Francis had been arrested by the feds for a fraud scheme. Now, this wasn't related to my revenge, but it was still sweet to see. The best part is, is that she stopped paying the $2,000 a week early on, but kept stringing him along for free work. I sent a formal notice to all the companies I had referred him to and explained that I could no longer recommend his services. And I added a copy of our own lawsuit. Companies were dropping like flies. Other lawsuits strung along for dishonest services. This set a chain of events that led to his downfall. He had some car repo situations back when the business began to fail. I called the company and told them where to find him and at what time. And that was easy because although by now he had closed shop, he and Charlie kept eating at the same restaurant like a bunch of idiots. I wasn't there to see it, but confirmed the car was towed away. His marriage broke apart, he faced charges for selling and profiting from illegal software, and he got probation. He lost his home and illegally occupied a portion of the abandoned commercial building right next to his former location. So I leaked this information into an anti-gentrification regional Facebook group. The zone was under scrutiny because residents were being pushed away. He was using the spot as a small office and living quarters, but the residents wanted it as a community center. So they held a protest right in front. The police came, he was charged with trespassing and stealing electricity from a nearby building, and so he basically kissed his probation goodbye. Now when it comes to Charlie, he was harder to nail down. He literally disappeared for years. I could not find him. But again, he later gained confidence. His social media became moderately active. He claimed to own some bogus business, and he never appeared in any of his picture posts. I pondered whether he was posting from inside of jail or something like that. I went to his aunt's profile, and she posted constantly. Some pictures showed him doing family gathering stuff, and I eventually found out via her comments that he now had a younger child, and his legs were amputated from too much drinking, as well as having poor control 
control over his blood sugar. He was the same bad person, and he was still a complete liar. There was even a picture captioned that said, Happy birthday, dear son, even though cold-hearted people are keeping us apart. I then found out he had an unpaid child support case, so I anonymously contacted both the baby mama and the child support division. I gave them everything, his aunt's address and every place I knew he visited. Eventually, he was arrested and new charges were filed, including battery and financial abuse of a mentally ill adult. I only recovered 3000 out of the 8000 that he took. My case against him lasted almost two years, but seeing him all pale and listening to his trembling voice during the court hearings was more than enough to get my revenge. The case took a toll on his already weakened health. His hands trembled. He cried and got ill when he was sentenced. He just kind of dropped his head and became super pale. Then he motioned his head to each side and shivered as he got help from the medics. I remember the judge's opening sentence was to say that they were tired of this case. They continued, In over 10 years, I've read your name in multiple warrants, and yet you avoided responsibility, forcing us to spend taxpayer money on tracking you down. What is wrong with you? You plead and bring up your health problems, but none of that deterred you from stealing, treating people like garbage, and debilitating the integrity of those under your influence. When I heard that, I just smiled at his face as many times as I could, especially when the judge wasn't looking. He eventually served four years out of a 36-year sentence and passed away in 2019. But with all things considered, I'm so glad I was finally able to get my revenge. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at 
Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is an awful situation. Charlie and Dean are unbelievably corrupt. There's no other way to put it. They literally scammed you out of thousands of dollars and you weren't even able to get all that money back. Like seriously, that is so messed up. I feel so bad for Emma. I feel so bad for you and your family. It's just unfair that you had to deal with this in the first place. But boy, did you get some revenge. Like seriously, you absolutely threw the hammer down on these people. They didn't even have a chance to recover. Their dishonesty and all the things they did was just so unacceptable. Like you think you know somebody like Dean from college and you probably thought to yourself, okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe I can have some kind of professional relationship with this guy and we can both make money in the process. I mean, the original poster even did that. They would share Dean and his business with all of their mutual friends and give him a good word so that he could spread his business and everybody would benefit. You would get the services for accounting and payroll as well as all the software you thought was going to be legitimate for your business and he would get all of your referrals in the process. And I mean, when it comes to business, like that's just good practice. You help your friends out when they help you out. So the fact that he would betray that trust and not try to find somebody more legitimate to try and get this going and be some kind of consult to all of the business that was going on is honestly mind-blowing. Like how did he not know that Charlie was some kind of con artist? Are you telling me that this guy really didn't do a background check? If I'm going to be running a business with so many clients and I have all these people that are going to be relying on my services just to make sure that my business is running properly, I'm going to make sure I have the right guy for the job. I'm going to look at references. I'm going to look at background checks. I want to make sure that, I don't know, I don't have a felon working for me. Now look, don't get me wrong. Just because you made a mistake in your past doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to get a job. Like if somebody who was a felon was applying for this job and I was Dean in this situation, I wouldn't hesitate to hire them if all of their past mistakes and any obligations they had, whether having a felony or anything like that, was all resolved and taken care of. In that case, I think it's fine. But with someone like Charlie, who had an ongoing case for so many different things, there had to be at least some kind of red flag that popped up for Dean when trying to figure out if this guy was the real deal. And the situation involving Emma was awful. For the sake of the story and being able to share it with all of you, there's aspects of this that I couldn't explicitly say. But I think it's really easy to infer and kind of assume the horrible things they were doing and saying to Emma. Like, it's really bad and it's something she did not deserve to go through. So honestly, with all things considered, good for the original poster for getting this done. They took these people to the cleaners. They did everything they needed to get these people back for scamming them out of thousands of dollars. So seriously, good for you because these guys absolutely had it coming. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.